Welcome to the People of Packaging podcast, brought to you by Specrite. Specrite wants you to envision a world without waste. Join the movement at specrite.com backslash PKG. Hey, how's it going? This episode was previously recorded live at the TLMI event, their annual meeting down in Phoenix, Arizona. If you want to be able to catch these live or be notified when they're going out live, they're always happening on LinkedIn. So you, if we're connected on LinkedIn, you can hit the little bell that's on my profile. And whenever I go live with these interviews, you can get notified, join in, ask questions. It makes it really interactive. And if you want to be notified when these episodes go live on the podcast, you can go to packagingpastor.com or packagingisawesome.com and sign up for my newsletters. There's a paid version. There's a free version. Either one is a huge blessing to me. So thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get to the interview. Hey, everyone. I've got a different setup here for for the interview today. Uh, Welcome back to another live session here at the TLM i annual meeting 2022 uh apologies for the last interview i said hey drop comments and drop questions and i couldn't actually see your comments and questions here so i've got it ready now my my computer's right here i've got my special guest uh, jenny who i'll bring on here in a second and uh and we're gonna have a great conversation about uh label liner i know get really pumped up for label liners and uh, label leaders of tomorrow and just what are we doing here in the industry to encourage uh you know people who are a little bit younger to get involved so uh let me welcome here onto the stage jenny gandy say hi to everyone jenny hello everyone you can say hi right yeah there you go right over there perfect uh so jenny and i are actually sitting right across the table from one another but this was all i could figure out was the the multiple camera situation (laughs) Uh, so, Ginny, why don't you do a quick introduction and uh, tell tell the people who are watching uh, who you are yeah. and what you do and what's your background? How did you get into labels? Great question. Um, so, I work for Channel Resources Group, and uh, we're a family business. So, my grandfather started it, and my mom runs it, and I had absolutely zero negative interest in getting involved. Um, so when I, I went to college out in California, I got a job in Dallas, was working there, um, then moved back to the, to California, married my husband, and uh, was working in HR for a tech company out there. And then COVID hit, and we were just decided to work remotely, sort of bounce around the country um, for the same tech company. And uh, we landed at my mom's house for a couple months where she slowly started whittling me down and talking about the family business and lo and behold, didn't take much. And uh, I joined almost two years ago now. Um, so I started in customer service and um, now I'm trans- transitioned to sales and I work on our release liner side of the business. So um, yeah, that's a little bit, that's my story. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, I, w- I also work for Myers Printing uh-huh. and we're a third generation family owned business. Yep. And there's just something really cool and special about a family run business that can transition down different generations. It's really complicated and tough as yeah, you know, I'm yeah, sure I'm, uh, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but uh, it's really beautiful when it happens, honestly. Uh, and what part of California are you in? So I we went to school in um, Malibu at Pepperdine and then uh, we were living in Palo Alto. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That's uh I, I, re- I remember when I graduated from high school, I was like, I just want to go to Pepperdine. 
and nobody and but I, I played basketball and I was like I was never gonna play it for nine. <laughs> yeah. um and ended up uh going to, I made a much better decision I went to the Colorado State University oh cool yeah at the Harvard of the Rockies as everyone <laughs> yep, yep. is well aware go Rams um but anyway that's cool and so you've been there now for two years yeah okay and and you've managed to jump into the world of sales I've managed yeah I've jumped into it so my first job out of college I was actually in a sales position, but it was, I was cold calling, like making a hundred calls a day to HR executives who really did not want to talk to me. Um, and then that scared me away from sales. So I got a job in HR. Um, and now I'm back into sales, but sales in this industry is a lot nicer and kinder and easier. And I actually, I really love it. Um, so it's been great just getting to know our customers and going to travel. My territory is in the Southeast. So I'm seeing states that I've never been in before and meeting great people. So it's been a really awesome experience. That's great. And do you take, I, we didn't plan really many of these questions, yeah. but I'm super curious. So you were working for a tech company doing like business development, just cold call, cold call, yeah. like, uh, you know, connect to sell or something like that, where it's like all of a sudden someone's on the phone. You're exactly. like, hey. uh, so what from the, I've done a few like training sessions with some SaaS companies uh, selling and helping mm -hmm. train them to sell. And I'm really fascinated, like how have you been able to maybe even transition some of that into this where yeah, you're not going to be, you know, just making a hundred cold calls, mm -hmm. but have you been able to kind of lean on some of that experience? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What, what's one thing for somebody who's just getting into sales, you'd be like, make sure that you remember to do this. You know, the, my biggest takeaway was the sales process. So um, the reason I, I joined the company that I did, it's, it was called Gartner. They're, they're a tech consulting um, firm. The research um, company? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, do you know they have a packaging guy that works there? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, John Blake is I at Gartner know, I Research. No yeah, you should connect up with him. He's great. Yeah, I yeah. will. I, so Gartner had acquired a company called CEB, and CEB had a, a product called, or just an HR consulting product. So that's what I was selling for. Um, and the biggest thing that they honed in on us or, or taught us was the sales process. And, you know, from finding your prospects to creating like a, an outreach schedule um, and varying degrees of outreach. So you're calling people, you're emailing people, you're reaching out to them on LinkedIn, um, and they need very consistent outreach in order to actually get a response. So that was invaluable for me. So now I have, you know, my targeted group of prospects and I have an outreach schedule that I go off of. I send them an email, then I'll try to call them and reference the email that I sent them. So it's not quite as cold a phone call. Um, then if I don't get anything, I'll try to reach out to them on LinkedIn, you know, just finding whatever ways that they prefer to communicate because everybody's different. Um, so that's, that's been a really helpful takeaway um, that I, yeah, it's been great. Are you at all connected with, uh, her name's Beck Holland? No. On LinkedIn, you, you would have a best friend in Beck Holland. Uh, she's doing this thing called Flip the Script and I think they're gonna be in the Bay Area um, it's Beck Holland and Keenan and Beck is like the master of like sales cadence huh. and that kind of stuff. So you should really yeah, I will. You should check her out for sure. Uh, well, that's, that was a fun little a tangent, yeah. fun little <laughs> tangent that I really enjoyed. Let's, uh, let's talk about what everyone wants to talk about, which is release liner. Yeah. Um, and we joke about it, but it's so important. I mean, I, I know when I was at, uh, when I was with WS packaging, we had, a few moments where it's like, hey, the label's not releasing from the liner, it's tearing the liner. And what most people don't realize, I had this guy, Robert Champion, on uh, with, with Tim Drisdom, who's a new sales rep to Myers, and we talked about how when production gets all the way down, 
to the very end, it's typically when the label is getting applied. So everything has already happened. So all of your money and your time has gone into, you know, filling the bottle or filling whatever it was. And then you get to putting the liner on. And when that release liner is tearing or if it's uh, if it's got like spots where the coating wasn't applied correctly. And so the adhesive is sticking to the liner. And so it's just it's and it's a mess. And then the whole freaking production line is shut down while this little release liner that thing people you throw away that people laugh about yeah and it gets thrown away and they're just like really is that important it's like well you don't think it's important until it's super important yep. until it's not working yeah <laughs> exactly realize. exactly so uh why don't you talk about what what you're doing at uh at channel resources yeah. and what what makes you what makes you all awesome when it comes to that you know yeah i it's a it's i love working release liner um for a couple different reasons one it's used in so many different applications so obviously label and packaging uses liner on almost every product um, but a lot of our customers are in the tape markets construction um, airplanes a lot of like airplanes are held together with adhesive and need liner for all that processing um medical applications all that so just really fun to see all the liner applications in like my day-to-day -day life that I never thought about beforehand. Um, but at Channeled, so we have two different locations. Um, one in was our main production facilities in Wisconsin, and we have a facility in Markham, Ontario. So we got into release liner coding in uh, Markham, Ontario, when we um, had some narrow web coders, so anything 40 inches and under. Um, and there are smaller coders. We don't do huge runs up there. Our minimum order quantity is 1,000 pounds. And that's where we really found our niche in that there are a lot of smaller um, manufacturers who were looking for liner who couldn't really get into like the low prexes and, and the bigger um, liner manufacturers just because their buying power is so small. So we really found our niche there and started making some good money in liner. And then we invested in 2019 in, in a wide web coder in Wisconsin. So um, we have a 65 inch coder in Wisconsin. It's all thermal cured um, solventless silicones. And um, we have another coder coming next summer. So we're really growing in our liner business. It's really exciting. Um, but you're right. It's it's complicated. The, the sales cycle for liner is like over a year because the testing and qualification process, all that takes so long. Um, we have a blank label business as well. And, you know, sometimes customers will call us up, say, hey, we need a box of blank labels. Ship it to us today. Or, you know, they'll do some qualification, but it's a lot shorter of a sales cycle. For liner, you know, you send them hand sheets, then you send a trial roll if all looks good, then you do a scale-up order, and you just have to scale really carefully because there are so many different factors at play and so many things that can go wrong. Um, so, yeah, it's complicated, but in a really fun way. Hey, jumping in here to let you know about Spark Packaging. Are you sick and tired of the same positions at your plant consistently being open or just not being filled? Or maybe your facility just isn't retaining talent due to not having dedicated recruitment support. If you need contract to hire support or you are looking to hire directly for industry professionals, Spark Packaging can help. Spark Packaging is the industry partner who provides all your recruitment and staffing needs. If you're hearing this and you're thinking, that's me, and let's be honest, that's going to be a lot of us in the packaging industry these days, then you need to go to sparkpackaginginc.com dot com backslash hiring that's spark packaging inc dot com backslash hiring and answer some of their questions once received a spark team member will reach out asap once again that is s-p-a-r-k-p-a-c-k-a-g-i-n-g-i-n-c dot com backslash hiring let's get back to the episode 
That's awesome. What has been, it seems like there's been a lot of conversation when it comes to the liner. And for those of you who might be watching, please, you can, you can drop a comment. We won't be mad or drop a question here. Uh, and if you're not, if you're not familiar with the label industry, maybe you're just in packaging or, you know, you, you're a, you're a weirdo and you're watching this and you know nothing, <laughs> you don't care about packaging at all. And if that's the case, hi mom, it's good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so the liner, what happens, I wish I had like uh, some rolls, but you, you've got you've got the label that's gonna get applied. So think about if you had like a sticker when you were a kid and you peel a sticker away, the stuff that you throw away, that's the liner. And then, you know, the sticker is the thing you stick on the, the deal. Just think about that, but like in large scale quantities oftentimes. So. It seems like Jenny, the the liner world has really been moving into like the the playing of the world of circularity when it comes to I see more and more release liner uh, recycling programs and things like that. Is that an area that you all are playing in pretty heavily, or you're trying to get into, or Somewhat. it's complicated, right? Because you talk about silicone and you talk about paper, you talk about uh, you know PET or something like that. Like it's 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 a tough it's a tough world. Is that I'm guessing, you know, everyone's kind of looking into it, but is that a place that you play in right now or no? So where we got started as a company actually was in um, recycling. So my grandfather, Calvin Frost, is like major sustainability guy. The TLMI um, Sustainability Awards are named after him. It's like his Oh, baby. I didn't know yeah. that. The Calvin Frost Sustainability Awards. They call them the Frosties. The Frosties, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Got it. I just thought it was like because someone was like, I'm, <laughs> they're at Wendy's or something, yeah. and they're just like, you know what we should do? We should name an award after this delicious No, it's after Calvin Frost himself. Dipping the French fries in. No, it's after, <laughs> yeah. And that's your grandfather. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, look, we're learning new information. Yes, yes. So not we, me. You. We already yes, knew that. I knew. Yeah. I did know. Um, but yeah. So what he, his goal was, he saw everything going to the landfill, and it like killed him. I mean, he just is such an environmentalist. So um, not only was he going out and finding there, were, you know, offcuts of pressure sensitive material or um, stuff. If, if there was defects in any material or, or wrinkles in the rolls, which obviously you can't, you know, run through a machine if you have wrinkles or defects like that. Um, we would take all that stuff and cut out the bad stuff and resell it. Um, we also would take liner. Um, used liner. So we have a couple of customers now actually who we still sell used liner to. The challenge is in collection. And I think that that's what everybody's talking about right now is how do you collect it? So I know liner just got an ISRI spec. Um, I don't know if you're I don't know what here. that means. Tell me. So, um, if whoever is listening to this most likely knows more about it than I do. No, um, they don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just trust so, me. You could, so, you could be like, it's actually the, the skin from unicorns. <laughs> is what happened that would be a lot more interesting yeah. if that were the case so um the the challenge with recycling liner is that it's it's coated with silicone which is really slippery um because you don't want it to stick to things before uh you want it to um so recyclers were a little bit are, are a little bit scared of adding liner to their um recycling compositions because uh, they don't know how it's going to react with all the other materials and if it's going to make their processing more difficult. Um, so C-Lab and TLMI just worked really hard in getting an ISRI spec, which I think is you need an ISRI spec in order to be able to recycle material. And it's, it's a specification that basically just I actually don't really know. It's okay. You know what? We should, we should, uh, we'll, we'll Google it. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> Google what an ISRI spec thing. is because I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a spec that's needed for, to enable recycling. Yeah. Is that, okay. that's my understanding. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. And um, so they just got that, um, cool. which is really exciting because now you can actually move forward with collection of, of liner and you, you, we basically were stuck until we got that spec. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, I, I will also give a, I'll give a shout out. I don't know if you know this, but spec rights, a sponsor of, uh, of the podcast. I had no so, idea. Yeah. So uh, they, they make packaging specification. Maybe they can help us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone from spec, right. I'll be out there actually. Please Pack help Expo. Us. Help Come me. by the spec, right. And we can talk about, <laughs> is it Isri? Yeah. Okay. ISRA. ISRA specs. We're sitting here. Me and Jenny are just like. We don't know, but somebody out there. I does, can throw so. out the name, and that's not all. I that's can do. totally fine. It was more than I could have done for sure. Uh, well, that's really cool. And is it so? What types of liners do? Is it is it paper liners that you all are making? We're making paper liner, yeah. Strictly paper mm -hmm. liners, okay. Um, and I've seen some paper liners now that people are saying can be curbside recyclable. Yeah. Is that is that something that you all have worked on or? No, not not directly. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of different thoughts about what you can do with line with recycled liner because it's such a quality paper i mean you really need a fantastic sheet to to have the hold out so that the silicone doesn't sink into it you need the silicone to stay on top so it has that barrier to the adhesive um so it's a really really high quality piece of paper so a lot of people don't want it just to go in blue bin recycling because it's really expensive um so if we can find a way to bring it back into the manufacturing process and reuse the liner um that's ideal but the the problem is collection so there are a lot of other voices that say like just get liner into your blue bin recycling and so that's not going to the landfill so there's sort of two schools of thoughts i think it's wonderful that you can actually recycle liner now and um who knows if you can collect it great but collection is really hard and really expensive so yeah no doubt no doubt uh well that's cool and so um let's talk about tlmi you've been around the label industry clearly for a while mm -hmm. uh, while not working directly in it uh, until the last couple of years but you know your your grandfather is a pretty big deal he yep. had many leather bound books yes and his office definitely. smells of rich mahogany <laughs> um so uh, so here at, at the annual meeting and even at Label Expo, I know there's been a big push to get younger people involved mm -hmm. into the label industry. And there's the, is it the label leaders of tomorrow? Is yep, that LLT. LLT, um, which was, I, I got, I got to go to the, at, at uh, Label Expo, I got to go to the, the mixer. Great. Yeah. The brewery. The event. brewery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went there and it's fun for me because I'm, you know, I have my five children. I'm in my early forties. And so to be considered a young person <laughs> still makes me, makes me pretty Absolutely. excited. But when I go play basketball, <laughs> I'm reminded that yeah. I have gouts and my <laughs> knees and, you know, I'm very old. This sure, is how I sure, feel. Sure, sure. Uh, but here at TLMI, you are like, young. you're the young, yep. you're the young guy. You got, you, have, <laughs> you are our future. You know how to spell TikTok. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have the app on your phone. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, but so what, what are you doing with LLT then? And, and how, are, how can we get more people involved in, this this great industry yeah absolutely so actually so my first tlmi event was at the committee meetings last year um so rather than tlmi has a bunch of different committees that um meet throughout the year but they meet in person deliberately to action plan for the next year um after the annual meeting and so last year that was my first tlmi event and i had talked to so many people who were like you're young we're so glad to have you here and that was like my calling card to everybody at the event was that I looked young. Um, and so I had a really great bunch of great conversations with people who um, were excited about the youth of the industry and um, knew that the general population of TLMI attendees were a little bit older. Um, and so we just sort of started talking about what we could do to get younger people more excited about packaging industry because it's really not the sexiest. Um, and so the label leaders of tomorrow was born. Um, 
we've had some social events. We've had a happy hour at the converter meeting. We had a brewery event at the um, Label Expo. And now our plans are sort of threefold. The first is, you know, just connection, getting people connected, making friends so that you actually want to come to events like this. And it's a lot less intimidating if you know people. Um, the second is like learning and growth. So we don't want to just be like a social group. Um, we want to actually provide value for younger folks in the industry who don't know what an industry spec is, for example, um, <laughs> and to um, just teach a little bit of, of the basics that sometimes I think the general sessions at TLMI and, and just some of the things that, that we talk about as an industry um, are a little bit higher level. And I really want to focus on the basics so that we can sort of get a base understanding for all the, the newbies or the people who might know their company really well, but not the industry as a whole. Um, and then the third is just getting them more plugged in and um, networked throughout, not just, you know, younger folks in the industry, but with more senior people who have a lot of knowledge to share or um, getting their voices on the TLMI committees to share what, like, younger people want out of a, an organization like this so it doesn't sort of age out yeah yeah no doubt and the thing that i i just want there's you know it's a podcast and we're on social media and stuff like that live so traditionally the people that i interact with online and through my podcast are younger and mm -hmm. so it's a great it's a great you know avenue to be able to, to actually I, this was a, an interesting i'll finish that thought here in a second but when I came here, I, I've never been to the annual meeting. Mm -hmm. I've been in the label industry for, I don't know, 10, 11 years. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to see so many people that I know and recognize. And I don't recognize many people. Like, I just don't know many people. Probably 97% of the people here I've never met before. I don't know. And and they don't know me. And it's it's a it's a humbling thing to be <laughs> totally. like, you know, like I have a pretty decent following on social media and stuff like that. And but then also to realize like wow this is this industry is going to go through some type of a revolution it has to because labels are not going to go away you know just because right. if, if people retire and stuff like that like label we demand still is labels. still going to yep. be there right yep. and we still need people to print them and mix mm -hmm. ink and you know set up a folder glue or for folding card like there's yep. all sorts of stuff that we need these jobs uh, that are going to need to be filled but to like young people who are listening or if you're watching just as you're going through high school as you're going through college remember like if you if you look right now like the tech industry like you were in jenny it's going through a lot of layoffs like it's going yeah. through its own problems it's not like it's not that we don't have our own kind of ups and downs but they're not nearly as dramatic right like it's it's not recession proof, but it's a pretty, still a pretty solid business yeah. to be in, in the middle of a recession, because while certain, certain things might go down, other things like in a recession, like as much as it sucks to say, like alcohol and like oh, totally. tobacco, yeah. chocolates and things like that, that business goes up and printing for a wide variety of places, or if you're making liner for a wide variety of places, you, you can level out these storms. So I think it's a great place. It's a, it's a tremendous industry for younger people to get involved in because it's got longevity and we need, we need people like I can't, I should not be the young person. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> I mean, totally. I mean, I can be, I'm happy to be, I still got a 20 plus year career left <laughs> in the industry. I'm super, I'm super stoked on that, but man, let's, let's get some more people involved. Yeah. And I, most of my friends have absolutely no idea what I do. Um, they think that I work for Dunder Mifflin and like, that's their only 
uh, window into manufacturing is <laughs> the office. Right. Um, when they call you, do you do you say Dunder Mifflin? Was a <laughs> I, I don't. On your cell phone. Uh, but whenever I talk about how like I'm going to an event like this, they're like, "Okay, have fun with Michael Scott." Like, and my grandfather is a little bit weirdly akin to Michael Scott, so it's it's not too <laughs> far off actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean this. I, so one of the questions you asked me was, um, you know, just what I, as I was preparing is what am I most excited about in the label industry? And for me, it's for sure the people. So everyone I've met through LLT, Label Leaders of Tomorrow, has been um, not only really excited about the group, but also really smart and really passionate about this industry. Um, and I, I think a lot of people joke that um, nobody leaves ever in this industry. And I think that's, that there's a reason for that because it's amazing. And um, my experience now compared to my jobs previously is that like I have friends who I love seeing every time I come to TLMI events and um, the people just like really, really, really stand out to me. And I think once you get inside of our industry, you, you realize that and you get it, but you don't see that from the outside. And so I think that's one of our goals is to try to show like, why is it so awesome to work in manufacturing? Cause it like the benefits aren't as flashy as tech the products we're making aren't nearly as exciting as like a, a software that's saving the world. Um, but it's really satisfying to have a hold a product in your hands that your company's making. And um, the people that I'm working with just are incredibly smart. I'm so excited about the future of this industry. And I like love that I have the chance to work with them and learn from them and grow with them. Um, and I probably will never leave. <laughs> yeah. So you would say that the industry is pretty sticky <laughs> it's pretty sticky <laughs> wait wait i think i have a hang on hang on i've got like a soundboard the here uh, i think yeah it's really sticky there it hey. is there it is <laughs> uh i don't know why i have this soundboard that i can that was great it, you know it's a thing you could have like, used it a little earlier but <laughs> i know i know the timing was a little rough but you know it's it's okay uh well that's that's i think that's a great place to kind of wrap this up here yeah. so jenny how do people get in touch with you if yeah. they've got questions about llt if they've got questions about tlmi oh absolutely if they've got questions about channeled resources what's the best way to reach out yeah um well just on that topic we are always looking for more people to jump in on LLT, always looking for more people to join TLMI too. Um, so you find me on LinkedIn, Jenny Gandy. Um, I'm pretty active on there and that's where our LLT group sort of sits and where we post all of our updates. Um, and my email is gandy at channeledresources.com. So it's pretty easy. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thanks so much, I really Adam. appreciate it. And uh, everyone, make sure that you uh, check out uh, what, we, what they got going on at TLMI with the label leaders of tomorrow uh, would be an honor to me if you would uh, subscribe to my uh, newsletter at packagingisawesome.com and uh, also uh, subscribe to the People of Packaging podcast. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.